Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Check out our amazing offers on Xfinity Internet. You'll get fast speed and Wi-Fi coverage you can count on. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway, so you can keep the connected devices in your home protected from network threats. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and here's your White Sox wake-up call for May 2, 2018. The White Sox opened up their interleague slate with a blown save as Joaquim Soria gave up a game-tying homer to Matt Carpenter, a ringing double to Marcelo Ozuna, and a walk-off single to Yadier Molina over the course of four batters as the Sox dropped the first of a two-game set in St. Louis 4-2. Soria's dud capped off a shaky night for the bullpen all around. Bruce Rondone had a deal with Matt Carpenter on third with one out after a leadoff double, line out, and wild pitch, but Jose Abreu cut him down at the plate by handling a grounder with the infield in. Nate Jones wasn't much better in the eighth. He stumbled twice during a leadoff walk as he struggled to establish his landing spot on the mound, the first of two in the inning, but he escaped the jam by getting Tommy Pham to bounce into a 5-3 double play. All the relievers paled in comparison to James Shields, who was a beacon of stability. When he gave up a leadoff homer to Pham, it looked like another long night at the office. Instead, it was just one of two hits, nay, base runners, Shields allowed, and the other was cut down by Wellington Castillo on a strike-em-out throw-em-out in the sixth inning. Shields retired 15 in a row in between, becoming the first White Sox starter to avoid issuing a walk in a game. One explanation for a strong night, he didn't need to go to his curve so often. Instead, he relied primarily on his fastball, a harder slider, and a changeup, all of which are easier to throw for strikes. A friendly zone from home plate umpire DJ Rayburn also helped. Shields outpitched Michael Waka because the White Sox offense made him work. They didn't mount many legitimate threats, but they touched him up for five hits and three walks over five innings, making him throw 96 pitches. The Sox capitalized on their biggest threat in the fourth. Trace Thompson and Adam Engel drew one-out walks, bringing Shields to the plate. He struck out, but Thompson was able to steal third with some heads-up base running, advancing easily when Molina tried picking off Engel at first. Engel stole second during Yohan Moncada's at-bat, and that paid off when Moncada dropped a double in front of a sliding Ozuna and left, giving the White Sox a 2-1 lead that unfortunately didn't hold up. 
Moncada went 2-for-5 at the top of the order, and he avoided striking out for the first time in 23 full games. The Sox only had four other hits, but Tim Anderson and Matt Davidson continued their accelerated walking pace this season. The position players on the whole ran the bases well and played strong defense to try to keep the bullpen afloat, but Soria is going to the well on his slower breaking stuff too often. Unfortunately, with Rondon and Jones not looking quite dominant, Rick Renteria may think he doesn't have better options right now. The Sox conclude their two-game set in St. Louis today with a day game on WGN. First pitch is at 12.15 p.m. Central, and it's Lucas Giolito versus Carlos Martinez. Martinez has been dominant since he stumbled out of the gate in his first start, and Giolito finally looked more like himself the last time out, even if the strikeouts aren't showing up yet. It's supposed to be 85 degrees, so we can't say it's a matter of not being able to feel his fingers. The White Sox have never faced Martinez. Wellington Castillo is the only hitter with any experience against Martinez, and it's not good. 0 for 11 with 5 strikeouts. I'd give a pick to click, but National League rules make it hard to figure out a lineup card, especially since Martinez has flipped the script against lefties this season, holding them to a 216 slugging percentage. It's very likely that Tuesday's game was the one the White Sox were supposed to win. Down on the farm, Gregory Infante gave up a pair of homers in the ninth inning for the blown save and loss in Charlotte's 8-6 defeat to Gwinnett. But most people care more about the first six innings, which Michael Kopech handled. Kopech met the minimum for a quality start with six strikeouts, but it was his toughest outing of the year as he had a lot of base runners to contend with early. Gwinnett cashed in two runs in the second by starting the inning with a single and triple, and they did the same in the sixth after starting the inning with a single and a double. Both of those runs scored when Casey Gillespie booted a grounder, so only one of them was earned. Gwinnett's lineup has a lot of guys with MLB experience, including leadoff man Jose Bautista, so it was a good test for Kopech's resourcefulness. After the game, he said about his pitch mix, quote, Honestly, probably more swings and misses on my changeups today than I did any other pitch, and I know that's the most swings and misses I've had on it in any game in my career. Dylan Cease had no such problems for the Winston-Salem Dash. He coasted through seven shutout innings, striking out 12 Lynchburg Hillcats while allowing just two hits in a 9-0 victory. He allowed singles in the first and seventh innings and retired 19 consecutive hitters in between. He benefited from the Dash's 13-hit attack. Mike Rodolfo went 2-for-3 with two doubles, but left the game after getting hit by a pitch. That might be more of a decision prompted by the Dash's huge lead than any health issues, but we'll find out with the next lineup card or two. Blake Rutherford joined Adolfo with two hits and also stole a pair of bases, and Alex Call hit his second homer of the season. The Kannapolis Intimidators also came up with 13 hits on Monday night, which they converted into eight runs in an 8-5 victory over the Hickory Crawdads. Luis Gonzalez led the way at the top of the order by going 3-for-5 with a triple, Evan Scalgo went 1-for-3 with a double, walk and stolen base, and just as importantly, avoided striking out. Tyler Frost hit a three-run homer from the ninth spot. Birmingham was off, but it was still a good day for Sebi Zavala, who was named the White Sox Co-Position Player of the Month, sharing the title with Luis Alexander Basabe. Kopech was named the Sox Pitcher of the Month. And speaking of idle players, Rick Hahn gave updates for two of the White Sox injured top prospects. Luis Robert had the cast removed from his sprained left thumb and will begin hitting in 7-10 days. Hahn also told ESPN Radio that Alec Hansen will throw his first bullpen in Arizona next week. Around the league, the White Sox weren't the only team victimized by late homers. Kansas City's Kelvin Herrera served up to one to Eduardo Nunes in the 12th inning, but the Royals persevered and held on after scoring three in the top of the 13th to beat Boston 7-6. The Rangers absorbed a two-strike, two-out, game-tying grand slam from Michael Brantley in the 9th inning, scoring two in the 12th for an 8-6 victory over Cleveland. 
The Yankees' Gary Sanchez broke a scoreless game with a three-run homer in the ninth off Houston's Ken Giles, who punched himself in the face returning to the dugout. The Yankees beat the Astros 4-0, surviving a 14-strikeout effort by Justin Verlander. The Twins didn't give up a late-inning homer, but they blew a late lead to Toronto just the same. Addison Reed allowed a leadoff walk to come around and tie the game at 4 in the 8th, and a bases-loaded wild pitch opened up the floodgates in the 10th. The Twins lost 7-4, and they're now 9-15 after losing 9 of their last 10 games. The Braves called up another top prospect, Mike Soroka, a right-handed pitcher who is in Kopech's neighborhood on top 100 lists and not to be confused with Mike Sorotka, made his MLB debut against the Mets. He threw six innings of one-run ball and outdueled Noah Syndergaard to pick up the win in a 3-2 victory at Citi Field. That puts the Nationals in the unusual position of having to keep pace with Atlanta, and they did so on Tuesday with the 12-4 stomping of the Pirates. However, they're having to deal with the mystery of Adam Eaton's ankle injury. Eaton hasn't played nearly a month due to what the team called a bone bruise. Initially, the team hoped that Eaton would miss the minimum 10 days, but he's still shut down from baseball activities, and Washington Post reporter Chelsea Jane says that he's in a walking boot. That'll do it for this morning's White Sox wake-up call. We'll be back with Sox Machine Live tonight, recapping today's game and looking ahead to their series against the Twins. In the meantime, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine for updates and reactions to the day game, and you can subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and the Google Play Music stores. And if you're feeling generous, you can help support the show by signing up to be a friend of the podcast at patreon.com slash Machine. Thanks for listening to the Socks Machine Podcast. For SocksMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. Spring is calling, and Target's ready with deals for your outdoor space. Grab miracle Grow Potting Mix, on sale at two for $8.00. Plus, get 20% off planters and more. Find Spring's best outdoor buys at Target, where low prices and great deals make it easy to save. Restrictions apply. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.